Hey everybody, I'm back. Uh, it's been about five months on the 27th of this month, February 2024 will be five months. So let's not go that long ever again. Um, let's just jump into it. You can still follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. You can find me on Facebook. Type in the Jesus Show, not that one. You can find me on TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. YouTube, type in the Jesus Show, not that one. And email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. All right. Um, I've taken a significant break and why you, Hey Jess, why did you leave without saying anything to anyone? Um, well, let me get into it. As most of you know, by now, Allie had a miscarriage. Um, that sucked. Um, you know, one of the one of the things I love about my job, about being a flight attendant, is that I can fly anywhere for work or for fun, uh, pretty much whenever we want. I've been very fortunate to go to some places around the world that I've always wanted to go to. There's been some places that I've gone to that I never want to go again. <clears throat> Sorry, all of a sudden when I start filming, I get kind of phlegmy. I apologize. Also, I'm trying to talk a little louder because I have had some feedback from some of you guys that say when I'm talking, it's too low. Um, so I'm trying to rectify that from now on. My levels on my end seem pretty good, but I hope whether you're listening to uh, the show in the car, at home, on YouTube, whatever you're doing, I hope you're able to hear me. Um, I'm trying to project more. Anyways. Getting back to being a flight attendant, I, I love my job. It's, it's definitely the best job that I've had up until now. I think I'm going to do this job until I retire. Um, like I said, I've been very fortunate to go to different places, to, to experience new things. With that, what am I trying to say? With that ability to go places, um, some of these places are far. Some of these places are far, but not necessarily on the other side of the world. So Allie 
another reason why it took so much time off is because it hit it hit me and Allie pretty hard. Um, it definitely hit Allie a lot harder because she is the carrier or was the carrier of um, our baby. And um, so it's been, I haven't talked about this in a while. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to get this reaction, but you know me, I'm a very emotional guy. When it happened, I didn't want to talk about it. And at least from my, my own point of view, it got the feelings um, got worse and worse and worse. And I mean, I think I took, I can't even remember if I, 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 I know I took a trip off. I was supposed to come home and then go on another trip. But I know, I know I took some time off. I think I, I took a week off. Um, and then I went back to work. And I would just randomly cry. Um, you know, it's gotten better. I still think about it. But... I don't bawl my eyes out like I was for the first like three months. Uh, yeah. So Allie was, you know, she was pregnant. She told me. We were very excited and we were like, oh shit. And I want to say April, May. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I want to say around April, May, um, we would have had our second baby. And now that that time is getting a little closer, it's getting hard again. Me and Allie were just talking about it uh, just briefly the other day, and she said, you know, hey, you know, if I was still pregnant, I go, yeah, I know. I thought about it too. So she was, if I remember correctly, she was 12 weeks pregnant. We went to the doctor. It was me, Allie, and the baby, Athanasios. She was getting a sonogram, and we heard the baby's heartbeat. We saw the baby. Athanasios was like, baby. It was a really cool experience because with Athanasios being that, Allie was pregnant coming out of COVID. There was a lot of things that I wasn't able to experience with her. Uh, there was, I think, two sonograms in Vegas that I was able to, to see. I think I actually only saw one in person. All the other ones I wasn't allowed to go in. So to have that first sonogram, with Allie and Athanasios and then seeing the new baby was, was really cool. Uh, I know it was, it was really cool for the both of us. And then I went on a trip and I, if I remember correctly, Allie was, wasn't feeling that great. 
She felt sick, and I believe she said she was spotting. Um, and she took she took some medicine. And I was I was on a trip. I was in Hawaii. So I'm all the way in Hawaii. I was on a four day. That day, I'm flying to Hawaii. And at some point, Ali says, my bleeding is kind of getting heavy. I'm a little worried. And I said, okay, well, uh, call the doctor, see what they tell you, and go from there. I said, if that, you know, we have health insurance, it's better, it's better to be safe than sorry. So she goes, okay. So I land in, in Honolulu and... There was a couple crew members that wanted to go out because I believe, if I remember correctly, it was either, I think it was both two of their birthdays. So they wanted to go out and have dinner and just kind of, you know, have a fun evening. So me and a couple other crew members were like, yeah, we'll go. You know, I think, I think that'll be fun. So I had, I had gone to the gym. I got in, got to the gym, feeling good. And then Allie's like, hey, you know, I don't know. They told me to go to the emergency room. I don't know what I should do. And I told her, I said, well, if the doctor says to go to the emergency room, I think it's a good idea. Why don't you go? Um, she's like, yeah, but it's kind of late. And I go, hey, listen, look, you go to the emergency room. You're there for an hour or two. And they tell you everything's fine. At least you have peace of mind knowing that everything was is is going to be okay. And at that point, Allie wasn't worried enough, or at least she wasn't telling me she was worried enough um, to give her any indication that something really bad was happening. So I was like, yeah, just go. And she was like, yeah, I guess you're right. If I'm going to ask the doctor what to do, and they tell me to do something, I should do it. I go, yeah, I mean, they're the doctors, they're the professionals, they know, I don't know anything. So I go, just go, it'll be fine. You know, you'll call me, and you'll go back home, and you'll just be like, I was, you know, worried for nothing, but hey, I'd rather you be safe than sorry. Well, I'm in my room, I'm getting ready. I'm like, three beers deep at this point because I had gotten some food at the ABC store and uh, you know six pack because I was like oh, I'll get some road beers so I slammed like three beers like, okay we're gonna you know go and I'm downstairs I'm waiting for my crew they show up and we're like, all right, let's go. And I want to say it was like six o'clock-ish. I don't really remember what time it was. But we meet by the pool. We're going to the ABC store so that the girls can get some road beers. And I get a call from Allie. And she just starts crying. And... I immediately tell her what is going on. 
she um she was crying and she just kept saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i kept telling her what what's going on what happened what's going on she goes i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i lost the baby and i went what and she goes i lost the baby And I, um, I, you know, like when in movies, when somebody gets bad news and they either drop their phone or drop to their knees or they're just in shock. Like sometimes a camera pans in real close and gets a close up of their face. That's how I felt. I wanted, well, not that I wanted a camera in my face, but I almost dropped my phone and I almost just fell. Uh, and I just, I said, what, 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 what are you, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, the, the baby's dead. We don't know what happened. And I went, Whoa, and then she goes, hey, I have to let you go. The doctor's coming in. So then I'm like, you can tell that I'm just about to cry. And I'm telling my crew members, I go, hey, like I'm looking down. I go, hey, uh, I think I'm going to go back to my room. And they're like, why? What's going on? What's going on? I said, no, it's just. And then I looked up and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I said, "Um, my wife just called me and said she had a miscarriage. So I don't want to do anything right now. Um, So they were, everybody was very nice. Uh, You know, they said, you know, they got my number. They said, hey, if you need anything, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll let let you guys know. Have fun. So I go back up to my room and I'm just, I'm, I'm in, I'm in shock. And that was the one time that I thought to myself, I hate my fucking job. I hate my fucking job because I am super far away. And I can't even be there for my wife. It was really hard. And I was, I started thinking, what are my options? My options were, I could have gone from Honolulu to LA, LA to Chicago. Um, I would have gotten there, what, 5 a.m.? But then I was going the next day. So I was like, okay, well, there's that. Then I was thinking, well, I can try to go to San Fran. Then I have to, you know, hop a flight. I was, I don't think we do, do I think we do Honolulu, Denver. Same thing, Denver, hop a flight. 
the only reason why I wasn't thinking of Chicago is because Chicago took off by then. Because when Allie called me, I want to say it was like 7.30ish at night. And I want to say Chicago leaves from Honolulu, the direct, at 6 p.m. So that one had already been in the air at least an hour and a half. So I was thinking, oh, you know, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Allie calls me back. And she, you know, she's crying again. And, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to hold it together. Because I'm trying to talk to her and figure out what happened. And, and she's just telling me, you know, the doctor said they don't know what, you know, they don't know what caused it. And Allie was adamant I think till this day she kind of blames herself for taking I think she took like Tylenol or something and she goes it was my fault I'm the one that did it and she told the doctor that and the doctor who was taking care of her at the emergency room was really nice she said she really liked his bedside manner she said he told her that's ridiculous. That's not, these things happen. It's not anything you did. And I think he gave her two scenarios, which was like, and I don't, I don't know the exact thing. So, you know, I'm just, I'm throwing something out there. So this, this wasn't the thing that he told her. These aren't the two things he told her, but he said, Something to the effect of, you're not a heroin addict. That could cause a miscarriage. And I think he told her you're not an alcoholic. He's like, that's something else that could possibly cause a miscarriage. He's like, none of those, those two things you, you, you aren't, you don't do. So your, your guess is as good as ours. We, we don't know exactly what, what caused it. It could have been anything. Um, your body just could have said, the fetus, the fetus isn't viable. Um, and you had a miscarriage. So, so we talked and I was like, okay. And then, then she... I told her, she was like, oh, weren't you supposed to go out with your crew? And I go, I don't want to do fucking shit right now. I go, I'm in my room crying. So we hang up and as I hang up, I go, you know, and I made, you know, her mom was with her. Thankfully, Pops was over with the dogs and the baby while he slept. Because all this is happening at night, late at night. I think I got home, back home at like 2 a.m. or something. In talking to Allie, she said, just, she said, if you want, just wait to come back on the flight you're supposed to be working. Because then at this time that we talked and we kind of tried to plan out things, most of the flights have taken off. So I thought, well, I could have them deadhead me back home. In the morning, but if I do the morning, I'm still 
there's still two flights that I have to take, no matter where I go. I'll be getting home close, close to midnight, as opposed to 5.30 a.m. If I take the direct flight that I'm supposed to be working, at least I can try to sleep if possible. So then that I can drive from the airport back home, which is about an hour, maybe an hour, 10 minutes in the morning. Um, so I was like, okay, well, so we talked about it. And she said, if you can, she's like, do that. And I go, yeah, I think I can. I think I can pull it off to do that. So then I totally said, I'm going to go get something to eat. Sorry. Uh, or at least try, attempt to get something to eat. And the moment I hung up with her, I, oh my God, I broke down. And again, I thought, I fucking hate this job. For like a hot second, I thought I should quit. I should get a job where I'm close to them. I'm close to my family. I'm close to my wife, my baby, my dogs. And then I started, you know, well, it would have, you know, yeah, if I was there. And then I started just playing the what if game. So I was like, well, let me go get something to eat. Because I hadn't eaten anything. I didn't eat anything on the flight over because I told myself I'll just wait to eat when we go out and when we got to Honolulu normally I'll get um, some uh, fuck why can't I think of the name right now Spam, Spam Masubi I normally get like one or two I have it before the gym just to pipe me up a little bit have some almonds, go to the gym. So I had done that. Then I had my protein shake right after the gym. And I didn't eat anything else because I knew I was going to go out to eat with everybody. But then I didn't. So I thought to myself, I, I have to eat something. I walk over to a grocery store that's near the hotel. And I mean, on the way there, I'm just, I mean, it's, it's coming out. I'm like, oh, geez. And I'm looking down because, you know, if I'm looking up, people can see that I'm just, you know, eyes are red, tears are coming down. And I pull it together enough to go into the store. So I go into the grocery store. And I don't know what happened. But it was, it was like the store was closing in on me. And I, I like ran over. There's a, there's a wine and alcohol aisle, but it's kind of in a corner. And not too many people go over there. Even when the store is busy, it's kind of like a, like a private corner. I ran over there and I was like, I was bent over and I was, I was hyperventilating. I was like, 
I couldn't catch my breath. And I was like, oh my. I told myself, like, this is where I die. This is insane. And I got down. I got down in a deep squat. And I put my head between my knees. And I just try and I, I just kept telling myself, everything's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. That fucking lasted for like five fucking minutes. And when I composed myself, now like I said, this is, it's not hidden, but like I said, it's, it feels hidden because hardly anybody goes over there. So one of the store employees, they said, oh, can I help you? And I just, I looked up. There was some wine in front of me. And I kind of looked over my shoulder. I go, oh, no, I'm just trying to figure out which wine. I go, oh, okay, well, let me know if you need help. I said, yeah, of course I will. Thank you. And then I got up and I was like, I think I'm fine. I was shaking. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? So, I mean, I, I, I grabbed a bunch of food because then I thought to myself, I don't want to be in there longer than I have to, but also I don't want to come back to the store tomorrow. So I was trying to think, get everything you want now because I don't want to go out again. So I get a, you know, get a bunch of food. I got some water, got some coconut water. I think I even got an, yeah, I got another six pack. I drank one. I was like, I don't even feel like fucking drinking. Like, this is bullshit. And I called Allie on the way back to my room. She's like, hey, you know, you okay? And I go, no, I f totally freaked the fuck out in the store. She's like, why? What happened? So I told her, she's like, oh my God. I'm like, I don't. How the fuck am I supposed to work the flight tomorrow? And she just kept telling me, hey, you know, you don't have to. And I said, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So I told her, you know, get, you know, try to get some rest. Which she didn't. She, you know. I mean, I was doing the same thing. We were just. I was laying down, I had everything off, I closed my eyes, I woke up, I started bawling, blew my nose, tried to go back to sleep, maybe slept for 10 minutes, opened my eyes, started, started bawling again. It was just, it was terrible. Um, so the next day, I get on the flight, and luckily... One of the girls that I was working with, she she knew what happened. So she asked me, she's like, hey, are you okay? And I said, I, I, I think I'm okay. I said, but if you see me in the corner taking a beat, um, I'm probably bawling my eyes out. Just give me a moment. If I'm over there for too long, tap me on the shoulder. You know, I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll throw myself in the back. And um, work in the back or something. I'll pull somebody else up here and 
She's like, okay. Uh, but I managed. I did a lot of crying on the on the on the flight. There was a lot of times during the service where I, I had a smile and I was like, yeah. And then I came back to the plane, you know, into my little corner by the door where my beverage station is, and I just bawling. And then, you know, I wiped my tears and I'm back out there. Because I thought, I just need to get back to my family. I want to get back to my family. Um, yeah, that was one of the hardest flights I'd, I've ever had to fly, uh, work. Um, and then I thought to myself, oh man, the moment I saw Allie was crazy. Like I just hugged her and we cried and and I said, hey, I'm going to take, you know, my next trip off, so I'll be home for a week. And so we did, but it was, at least for the first week, we just, we just kept hugging each other, we kept crying. But then it was, you know, then, you know, we still have the baby to take care of. And he was being so cute. So we'd be laughing and and then crying and he went to bed and we were talking and crying. And I told her, I said, I don't know if I can record an episode anytime soon. And she just said, take your time. And I've taken my sweet ass time. And, uh, Yeah. So that's the biggest reason why I haven't recorded any shows. That's one of the biggest reasons why I haven't done much. I don't know, even after I tried posting things on my show Instagram and my personal Instagram, and I just thought, like, what for? Like, it felt weird. Then a couple times I've had some people that have, you know, they've reached out and and talking to them. They're like, "Oh, hey, how's the how's the baby doing? How's the new baby doing?" I'm like, "Uh, well, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post, but Allie had a miscarriage." Like, oh shit. I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's, I also don't expect everybody to know everything about my life because we all have shit going on in our own lives. So it's ridiculous to think that others are even remotely interested in what's going on with other people's lives. Um, So yeah, um, that was the big reason. And just today, just thinking about recording. I mean, this feels this feels really good. Talking about it, letting it out. But I was just at the gym before, and I'm doing single arm shoulder press. I start crying. 
Luckily for me, I was sweating. I was on the Peloton first. Sweating, dripping sweat. And luckily I was dripping sweat, so it just looked like I was sweating. But, I mean, that, just thinking about talking about it got me. Um, You know, and then, I think it was like two weeks later, week and a half later, a week later maybe, um, Allie scheduled her DNC and... You know, that brought on a bunch of other emotions and Allie wanted to know if, um, Allie told me, she said, I want to know if it was, uh, a little boy or a little girl. And I just told her, I said, do you, do you really think that's, that's something we should know? And she goes, I really want to know. I said, okay. That's fair. So she asked. Her doctor said they would do the autopsy and see what kind of information they can pull from it. Um, they said it looks like the fetus... I think you use the word... I think they use, I don't think they use the word died. Because, you know, fetus isn't a baby. Fetus isn't a human being until it comes out. I know there's a lot of people that argue that, but. I mean, a fetus is a fetus. I can't. We can't claim a baby in the womb on taxes. Why is that? Because not even the federal government views it as a living, breathing baby yet. So I don't know. I think they use the term expired. I can't really remember. Everything's kind of like a blur when it comes to that. But they said, again, I don't know if passed away, I don't think they said died. Um, But we got the sonogram at 12 weeks. They said it looks like the fetus passed away on the 13th week. So just a week later after we saw the baby uh, in Allie's, you know, on the sonogram. We still, to this day, we still have the sonogram on the fridge. Um, Because I told her, I said, I don't don't want to throw it away. Um, And you might be thinking, like, hey, it's 12 weeks. It's not like it was further along. You're right. She wasn't further along. But we definitely... We definitely felt a connection. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't make it any easier 
um, at least for us, um, it doesn't feel like, oh, it's 12 weeks, you know, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, no, I don't know. It kind of feels like a big deal to us. Yeah. Um, so she had her DNC, then they called, they said, you know, 13 weeks. Uh, it looks like it passed away and it was still not developed enough to, um, to see if it was a little boy or a little girl. So yeah, um, that sucked. And then I was afraid to go to work after that when I did go back to work. So I was like, man, what if something, what if something else happened there? And I just had to remind myself that, you know, I do, we do have, Ellie and I have the same job. Uh, we do have a really dope-ass job that takes us everywhere. So, you know, it's just something unfortunate that happened. And it just sucks. Uh, you know, I, I told Ali, I said, the only thing we can try to do is think of the positive. You know, we have the baby. We have Athanasios, and he's pretty fucking cool. He's amazing every single day. Um, so, yeah, that was, like I said, that was one of the, that's the big reason why I haven't recorded anything and now you know why if you didn't already know and i think i'm giving you a lot of details that a lot of people didn't know i think there's only what amber my brother i think kristen I think they're the only ones that really know uh, things in detail, that is. Um, so, yeah. All right. Now, if we could pivot one of the cool things that I got to do um, during the break when I was not recording was, I want to say, maybe a month after Ali's miscarriage. Excuse me. It was like three weeks to a, to a month. I went down to Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. To go see Bruno and Boca Juniors play in the Copa Libertadores. At the famous Maracanao Stadium. Down in Brazil. Against Fumanense. A Brazilian team so it was Fumanense and Boca Juniors for the Copa Libertadores final which I've never been to one and I've always wanted to go to one and what a better reason to go than one of our friends is playing in the final that was a really cool experience it sucked because Boca lost two to one. 
I believe in extra time, the coach put Bruno in, and I had this vision that, you know, there was going to be a free kick, and Bruno was just going to head it in, and it was going to be 2-2, and we were going to go crazy, and then we were going to go to PKs, and then Bruno was going to score his PK goal, and and then, you know, Boca was going to win. And none of that happened. It just wasn't meant to be. So that sucked. Uh, the first night Jonah and I got there, Eric and Ernesto were already there. So we we met up with them. No, actually, my luggage got left behind in Houston. And I remember telling my airline in Chicago, hey, because you're giving me this seat and not that seat, can you make sure my bags go all the way? And they said, yes. I go, I'm just saying because last time I went, I had to make sure that my bags were coming because I got a jump seat instead of a regular seat. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first time I went down to Argentina, um, right? Was it the first time? Yeah, actually both times. The first time I went down to Argentina, I was like, hey. So I saw that my bags got to, to Houston. And then in Houston, I was like, let me just check. So then I checked and I was talking to a, agent online and they go oh yeah your bag isn't scheduled to go and I said well can you because I'm getting on the flight they said yeah so I made sure it made it there then the second time I went down to Argentina again in Houston I go "Mm, let me check so then I did and again thankfully I did and it got there so then this time going down to Brazil I was like, well, I don't know. I thought it can't happen three times in a row. Well, it happened for the third time in a row. We get to Argentina. I'm waiting for my bags. Or I'm sorry, not to Argentina. Brazil to Rio. We're waiting and my bag doesn't show up. All the bags are gone. So I go over. They check my reservation. They go, oh, your bag is still. <laughs> it's still in Houston. I said, Great. Like, what's my option? And they said, your option is to come back tomorrow when the flight comes here. And you can pick it up then. I go, fantastic. They go, we could take it to you. And I go, oh, even better. And they go, oh, well, you change your reservation. I said, I didn't change my reservation. I said, they, you guys changed my reservation because there was no seat, so I had to take a jump seat. She goes, well, that's changing your your reservation. I go, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I don't have a say in this. You guys have to change the reservation for me because there's no seats. I'm still coming here, which clearly I'm in front of you. So the lady was like, well, there's nothing. I said, okay, that's fine. We had to go get my, get myself, get me clothes for the day. And for 
the next day because the the plane wasn't landing till like I think 10 a.m. I think 9 a.m. actually, and then it was delayed an hour and a half. So then it got there even later, and I was like, great. But we met Eric finally. We got some clothes at the mall. Uh, met up with Eric and Ernesto. Went to go say hi to Bruno. And we went out. We ate. Oh, man, did we eat. It was delicious. And then the day of the game, after they lost, which was crazy because Ernesto, Ernesto had really good seats. Me and Jonah were with all the supporters. Eric, who is a Boca Juniors fan, he loves them. He even has a tattoo. He didn't get into the stadium because apparently a bunch of Boca fans started fighting with the Brazilian police, but the Brazilian police were being dicks to the Boca Juniors fans because I guess Brazilians and Argentinas don't like each other. So Eric just got wrapped in. He was, he was trying to get into the stadium. He's telling, this, he's telling this story to us after the game. We go to the steakhouse, this churrasqueria, and we're eating. He goes, I didn't even see the fucking game. Well, I didn't see the fucking game live. They're like, what? What happened? So he said, I was trying to get into to the game with my ticket through this door. They said, no, go to that door. So he goes to another door. They said, no, you have to go to this door. And he goes, okay. So he goes there. And they said, no, you have to go to this door. And he goes, well, they just told me from over there to come to here. Well, actually, from there to there, they told me to come here. They go, no. you." So he goes over there. And they go, oh, no, you're supposed to go to another door. So he finally gets to the door or the entrance he's supposed to be. And it's just him. He wasn't with anybody. Ernesto went in by himself. Me and Jonah went in together. Ernesto was going in by himself. So he's just, he's going in. Because they, they separated the Boca Juniors fans from the Fuminense fans. Because they didn't want any fights or riots or anything. So he's, he's going in. He said he passed the first security checkpoint thing. And then he's getting to the next, like, to give the person the ticket to get in. And he said, all of a sudden, a bunch of guys started rushing the entrance. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? The cops pull out their batons, their pepper spray. So now he said he saw people getting smacked in the, like, in the face with batons. He's like, blood is flying everywhere. People are getting knocked in the head. He said he got some blood. He's like showing us his shirt. He's like, look, this is not my blood. This is somebody's blood. He goes, I got some pepper spray. He's like, I didn't get the full effect. He's like, but I got some pepper spray that I inhaled and that was, got in my eyes. He goes, um, I think he said they hit, they, uh, one of the cops hit him with a baton on his ankle because he was limping. We're like, what the fuck are you limping for? When we're going into the restaurant, they go, do I have a story? So then he said, at that point, I, just, I, I ran. He goes, I, I, just, I just ran away. I go, you just, you just, he's like, well, what do, you, what do you want me to do? I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, I would have probably done the same thing. He's like, yeah, I just ran away. I ran away and 
then I ended up at a bar and I watched it there and I was like, like you paid good money for that ticket. He goes, yeah, no, I know. I was like, holy shit. So there was that. And then at dinner, Brune, or, um, Jonah, Eric, and Ernesto were like, well, Ernesto and Eric go, we're going to go to the F1 race tomorrow in Sao Paulo. I go, yeah, good luck with that. And Jonah goes, come on, let's go to the F1 race. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the fucking F1 race. With the f- I don't even like F1. It's like, I don't even really know what it is. I know it's cars. After trying to convince me for an hour, I thought to myself, when is this opportunity ever going to come around again? I don't know. It might. It might come along, I don't know, next year or sometime this year. I don't know. But in the moment I said, just fucking do it. So I was like, let's do this. So we bought a ticket on a bus to go from Rio to Sao Paulo. So we did that. Me, Eric, and Jonah. And Nessa was like, fuck you guys, I'm flying. But I was like, I'm not paying 300 bucks for a, a flight. I think we paid like 50 bucks for our, our bus ticket. I think our bus took off at like 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. We got to Sao Paulo, went to the F1 race, had a great time. And then that night, me and Jonah flew from Sao Paulo back to Chicago. Uh, so my Brazil trip was definitely an experience. It was fun. Shitty that Bruno and Boca didn't win, but it was a, it was a fun experience. Last thing I want to leave you guys with. So today, not well, technically today, but when you guys see this, it was yesterday. I posted a, I posted something on my story that said, my podcast is now sponsored by Drink Por Osos Vodka. Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. I'm trying to get them. Can you see them? They're blurred out. I'm sorry. Anyways. So Tom Segura, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer announced that they have a vodka company called Por Osos, Four Bears, Por Osos in Spanish. And they have a vodka company. They're excited. They have a, an Instagram page. You can find them at Drink Por Osos. Drink, D-R-I-N-K-P-O-R-O-S-O-S. Drink Por Osos. Drink for bears. Um, Check them out. So I said, like I said, this, this podcast is now sponsored by uh, Por Osos Vodka. It's not. Just let me be clear. The show is not sponsored by Por Osos. But what I'm doing here is I'm throwing it out into the universe. And hopefully, if enough of you guys share the clip that I'm going to add, for the show, 
or even go to their page, put something on your story and add por osos. And maybe you can tag the Jesus Show NTO uh, on there. And you can say, you know, hey, I heard about this on uh, the podcast. Maybe it will show them that if enough of you guys do it, then they go, hey, maybe we should sponsor this guy. The only thing, the only real thing I'm looking for is maybe a bottle of vodka, a free bottle of vodka. I'm going to buy some. That's not even an argument. I'm going to buy it. But it would be cool, I think, to have a bottle of Por Osos vodka so that I can keep, so when I'm shooting, I can put it just off camera. Or maybe even a hat that I can wear during an episode, maybe a shirt. Um, I think that would be really cool. Allie got me tickets. She got us tickets to go watch uh, Burt Kreischer when he comes into, into Chicago and plays the United Center. And I told her, I said, if I can get just close enough to Burt to say, hey, man, uh, maybe I can have, have a conversation with him. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I may or may not know somebody who knows him really well. So I think I'm going to try to reach out to them and be like, hey, do you think? But I normally don't ask those kinds of favors from my friends who know celebrities. Right? Did I say that right? Because some, okay, so some of my friends are professional athletes, comedians, and actors. So because they're in the job that they're in, they get to either meet or work with people that I think are really cool. And then I've gotten the opportunity to hang out and talk to people that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's oh, cool. But I've never been like, hey, can you help me meet? But I think this time, I think this might be the one time that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'd be like, hey, do you think you could? And I think there's a real good possibility. So I'm saying it now. Bert, Tom, I would love to be a Por Osos Vodka brand ambassador for you. Send me some vodka. I will go and I will sell it to the local restaurants and bars in Crown Point and have you guys grow your vodka in Crown Point, Indiana, and hopefully the surrounding cities. Hey, the podcast is here to help you guys. Granted, you don't need my help, but every little bit counts. I'm trying to make you guys billionaires. And maybe you can kick me down with like five bucks. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, go follow on Instagram. Drink por osos. That's D-R-I-N-K-P-O-R-O-S-O-S. Drink por osos. Go check them out. Throw them a like. 
And if you don't want to put anything on your story, then pick one of the pictures and maybe comment under one of their pictures, you know, hey, at the Jesus Show NTO sent me, can't wait to try your vodka. Something like that. It's something, something simple. Um, that's where I leave you this week. Remember, guys, well, first off, thank you very, very, very much for sticking with me even after this almost five-month hiatus. Um, it, was, it was difficult, but I feel ready to try to continue to grow the show. And I can't thank you guys enough for the continued support. Like I've said before, thank you isn't enough. But thank you very much, and I really appreciate it. Remember, rate, like, share, and subscribe to The Jesus Show, not that one. And I will see you next week.